0: I'm Jake. And I'm Benny. And welcome to episode 11 of Jake and Benny's Backyard Football. So much happened in the NFL this week, and we're going to enjoy talking about it with you guys. So sit back,
1: relax, and stay tuned. To get into this week, we're going to open right up with our game of the week. We had an amazing game. It was, we both agreed on it, Bills and Cardinals. Yeah, this one,
0: this was definitely a no-brainer. You know, you had an offensive shootout between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, and then Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins.
1: That was a crazy game. Uh, going into the end, when I saw that Josh Allen threw a touchdown to Diggs with like thirty seconds left, I'm like, okay, it's over. Let's go. The Bills won. Cardinals are gonna be third in the division. Yeah, I'm
0: pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the presses were already writing their um, post game articles. Yup. You know, but then
1: yep. Hopkins triple coverage just snags it. Now that was an impre- amazing play by uh, Kyler Murray and his offense. There's no doubt about that. But how much of it do you think like relies on the poor play on the defense? I mean, they had a QB spy and everything. He still failed to make the sack and then triple coverage. I feel like as a, as a defender, you have to make that stop right there.
0: Yeah, you definitely have to. And that does raise some concerns about the Bills defense. Now, we both know DeAndre Hopkins is one of, if not the best wide receiver. Oh, in the he's the best right in the league, now. in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know, triple coverage. I mean... This might have been one of those moments that we're going to look back. You know, we might have just watched history with that catch. But I think it definitely falls onto the defense. Maybe they were just a little too comfortable. Maybe uh-huh. they saw Kyler also like run out of the pocket. They're just like, no way, you know, just like how you were thinking. So I do think it does rely on poor play on the defense, as well as obviously an athletic play by DeAndre.
1: Yeah, uh, it was an amazing game. It was a very crucial game for that whole entire NFC West division.
0: Six and three uh, for three of the teams. Yeah, that's
1: that's crazy. It just goes to show that this really is the most competitive division in football. As of right now, all three, uh, all three six and three teams are going to be in the playoffs, which is insane. Overall, amazing game. I think honestly, one of the games of this like best games of the season. Definitely, that's definitely the best play I've seen all season long. Yeah, Kyler Murray might honestly have a chance at MVP this yep, season. I've
0: heard his name bounce back into the race. And uh, something I find funny was on Twitter kyler murray tweeted uh shit, uh hop down there somewhere
1: and yeah <laughs> I, I thought that was hilarious yeah you know every time he throws he just like okay hopkins is down there i know he is he's,
0: he's down there somewhere so i thought that was funny and another thing i like to think about is the cardinals traded for deandre hopkins for pennies pretty much pennies worth of draft picks yeah
1: they got yeah that was a that was basically just because the texans giving them a free player yeah and, and it was an amazing player at that yeah
0: uh probably a hall of famer, to be honest, if Uh DeAndre keeps going where he's going. And um, if you think about it, like not to drag Jamal Adams or anything, but the Seahawks traded two first round picks.
1: And what was it? It was two first round picks, one in 2020, one in 2021, or sorry, one in 2021, one in 2022, uh, Bradley McDougald. And they also traded a third round pick, I believe, for 2021, which it was a lot. And Jamal Adams is a great player. I don't want to take that away from him,
0: but so far I don't think he's proven that he's worth that amount. No, nah, he's
1: been injured for a long time. He, he did was, have a strip sack though, which was
0: that was good. Yeah, but you you'd imagine that. You know, you hear DeAndre Hopkins getting traded, and you think, oh, he's probably getting picked up for like two first rounders, yeah. like two players maybe. But but no, no, it was like pennies worth. And I think that might have been. That's probably what's gonna stop bill o'brien from even getting another gm or head coach gig oh yeah definitely he should not be either of those ever again in his career so this is a great play for cardinals fans but you got to think for texans fans especially deshaun watson this was heartbreaking to see
1: yeah definitely uh but yeah as i said an amazing game definitely game of the week i think everybody could agree with that for sure are there any other games that we they that wanted to talk about before going to player of the week
0: Um, actually there's one stat I want to talk about that I thought of, um, I saw online that there's only three teams that have lost by one score this season and it's the chiefs and the Steelers Mm -hmm. and they have both amazing records, but it's also the chargers and they're two and seven. Keep in mind. Yeah. So do you think this says something about the chargers? Like, I mean, they're
1: on the come up or we've talked about them a lot. Uh, recently I feel like and it just comes down to this sure they can make these really good games I feel like every time I watch them it's just a really close good game but they just can't finish like they can ne- that's their that's their biggest problem they can never finish and I don't know Um, you could play as good as you want for the first three quarters but there's always a fourth quarter of football to be played and I just feel like the Cardinals or sorry uh, the Chargers need to fix that right now because they're a, they're a talented team. They're a very young team. They have a lot of promise. I mean, yeah, as I said, Justin Herbert is an amazing player. Rookie of the year, for sure. Yeah, rookie of the year. He's definitely our pick. Uh, we'll get more into that later, but I don't know. I just feel like they need to start uh, playing more in the fourth quarter. That's their biggest problem. They're always trailing, or they always have that little bit of a lead, and they just, they, I don't know. It's. Do you think they're doing this on purpose for a draft pick, maybe? Because they, um, they have
0: shown like promise of being a great team. And honestly, it's a competitive division. It probably
1: will be next year, you know. The Raiders are on the come up, and the Chiefs have already been... The Broncos will hopefully be healthy. And hopefully, yeah. honestly, I can see that. Because I feel like, no offense to any of the AFC West teams, but I think if you're the AFC West this season especially, you know the Chiefs are going to be the best team in the division. Especially, yeah. And especially for the Chargers. Um, Not a historically great team. You didn't have a good year last season. Why would you have that amazing year of... Why didn't you have that an amazing season this year? So maybe they are just tanking because they've had a lot of opportunities to win these games. But it just comes down to that very last quarter. Usually that very last drive for sure. So for this week's weird stat segment, I'm going to have three different stats for you guys. So to start it off, uh, last night was the first time in his career that Kirk Cousins has won a Monday night game. He is one nine in, in his career on primetime Monday games. Um... That game was honestly kind of rough last night. There was a lot of uh, bad plays. Uh, Patterson, I think he had his eighth uh, touchdown retur- or kickoff return, I right think that ties the NFL best. So it was not that great of a game, but props to Kirk Cousins for actually winning one. The next stat is uh, Tua. He made his first career tackle before throwing his first career interception. Now, if Tua was uh, healthy and actually played the whole season, do you think he'd be front runner for uh, Rock, um offensive rookie of the year? I think he definitely, I think he
0: definitely would have had a chance because we've only seen three really real games of him, and this last week he had a similar game to the uh, week before. He threw for about a hundred yards, yards less, but he also threw two touchdowns. And mm-hmm. in those three games so far, he has uh, five hundred yards, five touchdowns, and zero interceptions. So. I mean, if he keeps going at this trajectory, I think we could probably be safe to say that he could have been in that. Mm-hmm. He could have been in
1: that conversation. So keep in mind that the Dolphins are now six and three. They're tied with the Bucks or with the Bills for the first overall spot. And if you told me that last year that the, that the Dolphins would be tied right now for the first spot in the AFC East, I would say where's the Patriots? But they're not even in there right now.
0: Definitely not.
1: That. Um. Really surprising division this year. I honestly I'm rooting for the Dolphins. I would love to see the Dolphins win the division.
0: That would be great, you know. Especially yeah, especially since of the their performance the last couple of years.
1: Has been very bad. So yeah. and the Dolphins are just uh they've been playing really smart and mm-hmm. the defense has been amazing. The special teams is something to really talk about.
0: Especially and not to mention that they have the Texans draft pick for this upcoming draft for the first round and the Texans obviously have not been doing good, so they're gonna get a good player. So they're
1: gonna get a top 10 pick without even having to tank, which is, I don't know, I don't think I've ever heard about that. Yeah, you can't ask for
0: anything better than that.
1: So then uh, wrapping up that, this is the most impressive stat. It's honestly probably the weirdest stat we've done all season. So Aaron Rodgers has started 182 games. He has won 119 of them. Brett Favre's first 182 starts. He has also won 119 games. They like literally have like the same exact career, it seems like. And this goes even further back, because like, when the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers, a lot of people were mad about it because Brett Favre still had like, a lot of promise in him left. Mm-hmm. And this season, when the Packers draft Jordan Love, then everyone's mad about it because Aaron Rodgers has a lot of- yeah, uh history
0: repeated itself. So yeah, clearly. it's
1: like they're literally very identical. Um, did Brett Favre have won Super Bowl? I think he had one. yeah Yeah, so they each have one Super Bowl. It's Yeah, they're both in, like, the GOAT conversation. For sure. And I don't know. It's just weird how, like, similar these two players are. Uh, The Packers, I believe, are the first seed in the NFC, right? As of now. As of now, yeah. Which, uh, the first seed is really nice and all, but if I'm in the NFC and if I'm not winning the division, I want to be the fifth seed. For sure. Because they get to play against the Philadelphia Eagles right now. Yo. And uh, currently, the NFC East... Has two total wins this season, aside from teams who are not in that division. Uh, this might honestly be the worst division in NFL history. Honestly, I think it's, it is. It's, it's awful. It's so
0: bad. The Eagles are leading on a three, five, and one record. The
1: Giants are second with a two-seven record. Yeah, and then the Redskins two and seven, Cowboys two and seven. Like it's awful. And just think about it. The Eagles could win this season without going over five wins. They can win the division. Yep. It's sad to think about. It's awful. They do not deserve a playoff spot, especially a home playoff spot. That's basically a free bye week for this uh, fifth seed, which is, I don't know. Uh, It's weird. They're awful, and that's basically all I have to say about that. So, sticking with the Cardinals, my offensive player of the week is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. He had an amazing game. Seven receptions, 127 yards, and he had that 43-yard game-winning touchdown.
0: Yeah, that... uh... That one right there is a no-brainer. Honestly, mm. he could have been both of ours, but I'm going to go in a different direction. Go for I'm going to head over to Tampa Bay. Tom Brady, he's my offensive player of the week because he had a 71.8 completion percentage, 341 yards, three touchdowns, and a 124 passer rating. Really bouncing back after that Saints loss.
1: Yeah, he really is. It's good to see that too because, yeah, Tom Brady, he's still proving that he has this talent at this age. I mean, what is he, 43? Yeah 43. yeah, 43. And he's still putting up amazing numbers. I mean, he got NFC Offensive Player of the Month for October. Yep. So, I don't know. Yeah, great, great player right there. Who's your uh, Defensive Player of the Week? My Defensive Player, I've got Leonard Floyd. On
0: the Rams, he got five tackles, three sacks, and a fumble recovery. His name was heard
1: all night. He was a huge reason for for the Rams' win over the Seahawks. I mean, uh, he got all those sacks on him. And yeah, he was a huge part of that defense. Honestly a bigger part in that game than Aaron Donald was, which is a huge surprise. I know they really took advantage of that struggling O line. Yeah, so my uh defensive player of the week is gonna be an AFC player from the Raiders. Jeff Heath. He had a uh, one tackle, two interceptions, and two pass deflections. Now that two interceptions really brings him at another level for me because getting one is something that cornerbacks love to just have like once every few games, like getting interceptions is super hard to do as a cornerback and having two in one game is just amazing it's amazing
0: and an argument that i like to bring up is apart from quarterback i would say that cornerback is probably the hardest position to play in the nfl
1: oh i completely agree i was talking to my dad about about that the other day we were talking about that and uh so some points brought up a uh, quarterback. You do have to be smarter to play that. It's like probably the highest. Um, yeah, you have to you read defense. Yeah, you got to gotta be, remember
0: offensive plays as well. You have audibles. to be smart for that one. Yeah.
1: But the quarterback is just you have to be super athletic for it. you have to be fast. You basically have to match the speed of the fastest people in the league. Like You have to be
0: cognitive of your receiver's tendencies, whichever mm-hmm. one you cover. You constantly have to do your own film. Every like week, because you need to know what yeah. you're going up against,
1: yeah. Corners don't get the recognition they deserve, with like for sure. Like, just imagine having to clamp up on uh, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, the, yeah. Hopkins, like all, all these great players, like they don't get enough uh, recognition. Like last week, uh, Jalen Ramsey, he was like locked in on Metcalf the whole time, and yep. yeah, we we talked about him a lot on the show. Metcalf is a big guy, being able to do that as a corner, you get all the respect in the world, I think, but it was kind of unnoticed.
0: Yeah, especially since it was DK, you know. Yeah, holding season, him
1: down to only two catches, like. This season, DK's been going
0: off. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's real pivotal in that Seahawks offense, but he's probably the only corner this season who's really held DK.
1: Yeah, he. I mean, Patrick Peterson a few weeks ago, he kind of did. Um, Metcalf still had a lot of, like, like, he was still there a lot. But, uh, yeah, definitely Jalen Ramsey did the best at covering him because, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't really name any cornerbacks that could cover him. He's huge. Uh, yeah. Only those elites like Jalen Ramsey. Like, he, he bullied Stefan Gilmore that whole entire Patriots Yo, game. That was
0: crazy. That yeah. was hilarious. But uh, I did watch uh, an interview with DK Metcalf before this game. Mm-hmm. And they asked him if he thought that Jalen Ramsey could defend him mm-hmm. and he said that he couldn't and we both know how Jalen Ramsey is you know back when he called Josh Allen trash and then yeah Josh really... Allen popped off against his team uh-huh. same with Jamal Adams when he talked crap about Josh Allen and he destroyed the Seahawks but yep what happened that game you know I expected Jalen Ramsey to fire back after the game but, but not like that no he didn't funny enough he said dk is a good player and he has respect for him which Mm -hmm. uh which kind of goes to show jalen ramsey isn't who he used to be he's maturing he's matured and that's a great outlook on him
1: yeah for sure yeah again cornerback i think is the hardest position to play in the nfl uh, quarterback as well both are really tough positions both have valid arguments um back what i was saying with jalen ramsey
0: uh it's really good that he's maturing because you know if you keep that immature mindset it could spiral yeah especially with you know injuries coming in i've got some news about antonio brown that that reminds me of um he was accused of vandalism in his gated community he threw a bike at the surveillance camera and the homeowners association said that they would not press charges against that uh what are your thoughts on that
1: um so from a football standpoint, I don't see him on the books much longer. Yeah. Like Bruce Arians, he was talking about how uh, he doesn't like him in the locker room. He's already kind of a cancer there. And hearing about his uh, attitude off the field as well, just not looking good for him. But on like, uh, like looking at it, not out of a football perspective, he needs help. We talk about this every week. I feel like he just needs to get some help. He needs to stop playing yep. but for the. For the best for him.
0: This is actually our third episode in a row talking about Antonio Brown. We'll see how long the streak goes. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, his first game back, um, he got three catches for 31 yards. And then his game against Carolina, he got seven catches for just about 70 yards. So oh, he yeah. has been putting up numbers, but again, he's
1: got to fix these mental errors. Exactly. And then some other like news, like not football, exactly football-related. Uh, DeAndre Baker got all of his charge dropped, and
0: the man going against him actually is going to prison for extortion
1: of deandre mm-hmm. funny enough yeah and when you think the chiefs can get better they're gonna sign him now it's a former first round cornerback and yeah i don't know the chiefs are gonna be a lot better now
0: because you know their defense is their secondary especially is the one thing that people have been talking about that needs a little bit of work and yeah now you, now you bring in a first round
1: talent mm-hmm, exactly it's the chiefs are getting better and yeah so uh Tack McKinley, he failed his physical for the Bengals. He's not getting signed by them. But the 49ers are looking to sign him, which I'd be pretty big for the 49ers because we know that they've been struggling a lot on defense.
0: Yeah, especially since Tack McKinley's been moved to a defensive end position. Yeah, it's going to help them out a lot. They need that with all their
1: D-line injuries.
0: I don't even yep. think they have a single starter on that I line.
1: Can't, yeah, I can't think of any of them. So the Jets did sign Pat Elfine. Yeah, and
0: that elf line is an interesting story mm-hmm. um you know he's really projected to be like a big you know big time offensive lineman but he's kind of just been there you know he makes plays Not here really and there been, but yeah doing he much. hasn't really been worthy of a early round draft pick, i think but hopefully he can do good on the jets because
1: um you only see a lot of people doing good on the jets but yeah. wish the best for him yeah
0: you've got a good left tackle and makai beckton over there and You'll have Pat Elfline on the other tackle position. That'll be good for them, at least. So yeah, for sure. Hopefully, their O-line can turn around.
1: So, the Dolphins did release Jordan Hayward, or Howard, sorry. It was a mutual parting, which is good. And, uh, I don't know, it really sucks to see that, because Jordan uh, Howard had a lot of talent going into the NFL.
0: Yeah, he had a real explosive first couple of seasons, but... Just kind of yeah, running back. Out. Yeah, running back is... It's a crazy position in the NFL. Um, it's not a position that you exactly need of course you want a good running back yeah but you see examples of late round running backs popping off and mm-hmm. you don't really need to spend that much money or go early in the draft for a draft pick i get that there's generational talents like saquon barkley for example uh-huh but if you can literally go into the later rounds or if you could even go into undrafted and find you a philip Lindsay, yeah even then you know Phil is great also. He's been doing pretty solid. He has been doing solid. And again, Jordan Howard, I really liked him with his time in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it definitely, definitely breaks my heart to see him get released by Miami. Hopefully, he can pick up a job somewhere else. If not, I could see him leaving the league.
1: Yeah, honestly. So uh, going on from that, we have some pretty big injuries. This one's the biggest by far. You probably heard about it already, but Drew Brees, he got hurt really bad. I think five broken ribs and a collapsed lung uh man that really sucks to see because he loves the game he has nothing but love for football and he's not he wants to leave on a high note and i don't know i do think that this should be his last season in the nfl yeah i think that this uh, injury really
0: cements he's just
1: risking his like his health really bad i mean that's why uh andrew luck retired so early because he was already risking his body and he was 10 years younger than drew breezes
0: ended up young but promising career
1: yeah so hopefully drew brees can come back better than ever but i doubt it's gonna happen he's
0: been ruled out for two weeks so i don't know broken ribs and a collapsed lung in two weeks that's kind of thats a lot that's a little worrisome uh i think Jameis winston will do fine especially since he learned under Drew Brees. but Yeah, I and feel also, like, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I feel like two weeks is just a little short for that injury. Yeah,
1: also you have Taysom Hill there. Uh, he's a great wildcat player. He could honestly do everything. He could probably be a kicker if you wanted to. Honestly. Um, so yeah, they're, they're in good hands right now. Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill are going to hold it down for them. Hopefully they keep winning games and win the NFC another, South just for, the, just for Drew Brees. Another injury we've got is Corey Letters, a defensive tackle
0: for the Arizona Cardinals. He started the last five years in every game. Yep. And he's torn his patellar tendon.
1: That really sucks. Seeing these uh, really dedicated players. Like, he didn't miss a game for five whole entire seasons, which is just insane. Like That's
0: mind-boggling when you think about it. Yeah, that's
1: so many games. That's what
0: you want out of your defensive tackle, especially the dude that fights in the trenches, constantly yep. risking his body. Mm-hmm. And then I think we have another big-time player in our injury list.
1: Yep, Andrew Whitworth. And uh, he's a huge, like... He's one of the, like, everybody loves this guy. He's a tackle for the Rams. and Generational talent. Yeah, sure. he's an amazing player. He did tour his MCL and his ACL, and I don't know. I think this is kind of like, I think his career is kind of slowly ending with this. Yeah. Especially with this.
0: I mean, he's already getting up there in age. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, old for an offensive lineman. It's like yeah. 35, for example. But still, he's getting up there in age. And it kind of makes me sad that this is probably how his career is going to end because yep. of injury um but we'll see how it goes from here
1: yeah so we do have some uh covid news so the rams did get a positive we don't know who it is yet hasn't been released but the football team also got a case and that hasn't been released
0: but the giants also got a case and it was their kicker graham gano who had they just signed to another contract extension
1: and then uh josh norman tested positive as well for the washington football team And the Saints are facing punishment for COVID-19 protocol violations for players not wearing masks in the locker room. Uh, There's a possible $500,000 fine and a six-round draft pick. That's crazy because um,
0: they only found out players weren't wearing masks because of the the celebration videos that their players were posting to social media, which, as a coach, how do you address that with your team? Do you even address it?
1: Yeah, I mean... Social media is such a huge thing in like society now and they wanna celebrate it. So I can't really blame them. If I was the coach would just talk to them and be like, hey guys, like I understand you're happy you won. This is a big game, but just next time, make sure you're being aware of like COVID when you do post something, cause yeah, have that, that might the cause them a whole playing. entire like new player. That's gonna cause them a new player for the draft. So um, I don't know, COVID's a weird thing to live with. I think people are still not really used to it and uh it goes like into like weird things like that like social media like you have to just be careful what you're posting even like now especially with covid um i think this one i think they they still deserve to be fined and everything because again they can't let people slide they have to find everybody who's violating this so yeah i'm not i'm not sure i think they made the good the right call here i think they did as well so my hot take this week is a little bit of a depressing one for me uh the cardinals are now the best team in the nfc I used to think that the Seahawks were, but after multiple weeks of just lackluster performance by the Seahawks, I think the Cardinals are a little bit better than them. Um, especially Kyler Murray. Now, he has been playing such like such good football recently. His development skyrocketed. Yeah, he's like cha- like a whole different quarterback from last season, and he was still amazing last year. Yeah, he's a whole different quarterback from week one as well. Like he's really he's really grown into the position. Yep, they just have a well-around talented roster like DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, Isabella. They have uh, Buda Baker on defense. Uh, Isaiah Simmons, he's kind of a bust, but he has made a few good plays. Um, they're just a, a really young team that I think is going to be really good, like amazing in a few years, maybe a next dynasty. If,
0: uh, they, can, if they can find a way to re-sign those players, I think yep. the chemistry that they have right now will only continue to grow.
1: Yeah, my only thing is like... It's. I think it's still pretty close between them and Seattle because Seattle does have a lot of injuries as of now, like Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, Shaquille Griffin, Quinton Dunbar. The list goes on and on. And I don't know. Thursday night is. It's honestly going to be my game of the week. I think based off the one from a few weeks ago, we went to overtime. It was just a great game. Uh, the thing is, Russell Wilson. He's. He looked really off on Sunday. I'm not sure if you watched the game or not, but Russell Wilson was looking bad. I mean. Uh, that was probably one of the worst performances I've ever seen by the guy. And you could tell in the fourth quarter on that last drive, he was giving up. Like, in my nine years of watching this guy play, I have never seen him give up once. He's always been, like, always in the game. He has that mindset that they could win no matter what. Like, even last season, I was watching the Rams game, and I think the score was, like, 28-7 to going into the fourth quarter. And he was still on the sideline hyping everyone up. Like, like, so many other teams just give up at that point. But not, like... Seeing Russell Wilson just kind of just give up just kind of shows the position that the Seahawks are in. And I I feel bad for him because, like, sure, he threw two interceptions and had a fumble. That was his fault. They are both pretty bad throws. But he has to make up for the defense. And he has to make up for the fact that he has no running game as of now. Because, as I said, Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson are both out with injuries. So, yeah, he has to make up for these, for all these injuries. And, I don't know, I think it's been kind of having a toll on him. Yeah, it's because, a lot.
0: It's a lot of weight on Russell mm-hmm. Wilson's shoulders. And- it's like you can't
1: you can't be expected to have a Hall of Fame game every single week. That's the biggest thing because if he doesn't have that Hall of Fame game every single week, then they're not going to win the game. It's simple as that. Even a few weeks ago, uh, they put up 34 points on the on the board and they still didn't win. Like I don't know, I think that Russell Wilson is still a very um, I think he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but he needs to realize that. He needs to put more weight on other players as well. I feel that, and I think
0: he's now top five in the league for leading in interceptions. Now. Yeah, he
1: is, which is, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy to see that because, I mean, last season, I think he only threw seven interceptions. Now I think he's at nine ten. or ten, yeah. He's at ten. So, like, I don't know. Uh, but as of now, the Cardinals are the best <laughs> team in the NFL. I think maybe once in the Seahawks get a lot of those key players back, it'll be a lot more tight. But just the nfc west as a whole is just really competitive they have three teams tied for the number one spot right now
0: six and three for all of them rams seahawks and cardinals
1: yeah this just goes to show they really are the most competitive division right now because anybody's wins this division at this point even the niners can i mean i think they're four and five or four and six but they probably
0: could have won the division if not for all of their injuries
1: yeah just imagine having them be fully healthy that'd be honestly i could see everybody being tied right now but i don't know um as i said the cardinals are the best team in the nfc as a whole i think they're better than the packers better than the saints better than the bucks and i yeah i could honestly see them maybe winning the super bowl this season i
0: could see them entering the playoffs and i see them
1: as a sneak super bowl contender but
0: i think they still have a little bit of room that they need to like cover before then
1: and there's always patrick mahomes and the chiefs to play in the super bowl true (laughs) so yeah
0: if they can do it i really hope that they can and i will be by their side if they do
1: Yeah, I just, I mean, I know I'm a Seahawks fan, but I would love to see Larry Fitzgerald get a ring. He deserves it more than anybody in the league, I think. And I I wouldn't be mad if they win the Super Bowl.
0: He definitely deserves it. Now, on the topic of the playoffs, let's go ahead and go into my hot take. Go for it. Um, I do think that the Titans will make the
1: playoffs, Mm -hmm. but I feel they're going to go one and done in their position. I completely agree. I mean, you look at them last season, they went to the AFC Championship. That team is just not there this season. I'm not sure what's up with them.
0: I know, like, don't get me wrong, they're still good. Derrick Henry's still averaging 100 yards per game. Mm-hmm. We all know how I feel about Derrick Henry, but he's still he's still doing good. Um, Ryan Tannehill's doing his thing, but you got to think about their notable losses this season. They lost to the Bengals, and mm-hmm. then they just lost to the Colts.
1: Now the Colts are number one in the division, and that's a pretty big surprise to me, because I usually think it would be the Texans, the Titans, the Colts, and the Jaguars, but the Texans are at the very bottom of the division right now, I think, or- yeah. Yeah, they're tied with the Jaguars, I think, which is really surprising. Um, But yeah, I completely agree. Do you want to go further in depth with that? Um, All I got to really say
0: is they need need to figure out things on defense because that's really been their problem. Because like I brought up, Derrick Henry's been doing good on the run game. Um, He's not really effective in the red zone. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if they get Derrick Henry a little more involved in that, maybe they'll have a better chance at putting up more points and winning games. I agree. And the receiving core there is great as well, as well as Ryan Tannehill at the helm.
1: Mm -hmm. But like I said, that defense needs work. The secondary has been getting torched. So this is Jake and Benny's midseason MVP awards. So we're going to kick it off with Patrick Mahomes. We have him as our overall MVP of the season. Do you want to break it down for us? Uh, There's nothing really to break down. Uh, So
0: far, um, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the race, obviously, but Mm -hmm. none have been as consistent or putting up the numbers as Patrick Mahomes. Honestly, if I could choose a runner up, I'd probably go with Kyler Murray. Obviously, his stats aren't there, but we saw with the Bills game, you know, the situational, yeah, he's the situational aspect, he's definitely been there. But overall, I got to say, Patrick
1: Mahomes. It really hurts me to say that Russell Wilson isn't in this anymore. Hopefully, he can bounce back. But as of now, Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray are our front runners. Our Offensive Player of the Year,
0: Alvin Camaro.
1: This was a no-brainer. Um, he is the reason why the Saints are looking so good right now. He's
0: their entire offense.
1: Yeah, he is an amazing runner back. He's an amazing receiver. He's making, yeah, Michael Thomas is irrelevant to this team right now.
0: Honestly, and he's gonna have to step up even more with the injury to Drew Brees.
1: Oh yeah, now that he's injured, um, is it Jameis Winston that's gonna be throwing balls? So I don't know. Uh, definitely running game's gonna be huge. So Alvin Camaro has our pick. And runner-up is uh, Dalvin Cook. He's, sure he's been a monster this if he wasn't well. injured those two weeks he would definitely be number one i think but besides sure. that he's been amazing absolutely an amazing player
0: yeah for the end of the season that one is definitely one it's to look still, out Yeah, for. It's still
1: up for grabs like i think that our mvp is pretty much sealed in patrick Mahomes is playing amazing as he usually does but something about this year is just different for him our offensive player of the year is totally up for grabs same with our next thing defensive player of the year
0: We've got Aaron Donald with the Rams. He's now, been going off like usual.
1: Aaron Donald, the thing about him is, I feel like these past couple of years he's kind of been like under the radar because uh, when he has a career, when he has a regular season, that's a lot of defensive players' like career seasons. Like For sure, he makes a re- like his regular seasons are amazing, and I think he's leading the NFL in sacks right now, and he's just having another great year. So he's obviously ours. Um, Miles Garrett, he's, yeah, he's all, also that, amazing. He's in
0: that conversation for sure. He's probably, he's probably the best at uh, strip sacks since Von Miller. Oh, Bryan. definitely.
1: He's been amazing this season. He's the reason why this Browns uh, defense is so good, and yeah, he's just an amazing player. So, coach of the year, it's pretty obvious. Uh, Brian Flores with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, he's been making this team look so good, and they have a talented roster. I'm not trying to like diminish that, but. They should not. They need a really good coach to lead this team, and he's been doing just that. Yeah, and honestly,
0: there was conversation about if he was even worth bringing in because obviously those first couple of seasons weren't really that good. Mm-hmm. And honestly, a fair argument would be saying that Mike Tomlin, the Steelers coach, would be coach of the year, obviously for leading an undefeated team. But Brian Flores
1: really—he rescued what Adam Gase. Oh, really? Destroyed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mike Tomlin, he's amazing. Um, did he win? coach of the year last season I don't think he did no. which I think he should have because he had a very injured team last year and he still led them to a winning record he's never had a, a losing season before but right now Brian Flores is definitely the best coach in the league for this team and he just looks great out there I mean he's like perfect for this team he fits the schemes and uh, entering week 9 the Miami is giving up only 18 points per game only allowing opponents to score on a quarter of their drives, and that's one of the most impressive parts because the defense, honestly, last season they were getting blown out all the time. Yeah, that's what they top completely NFL. like turned that around, and the special teams is amazing as well. I'm not sure the exact numbers, but I think they have two punt returns, something like that. They're just an amazing uh, special teams and defense. Offense needs to improve, but besides that, amazing team. So obvious to comeback Player of the Year, Alex Smith. Now. We've talked about him quite a bit. He has an inspirational story. Uh, Yeah, we talked about him a lot last week and he really solidified it this year by being a starter for the football team right now. Yeah, and sure it's because of- uh, Injury. Two injuries, but at the same
0: time, being able to step up after an injury like that is insane.
1: So uh, I really want the uh, football team to win the division. It's not a hard thing to do. Um, They could definitely do it. There's still a lot of football left to be played i'm not sure if they will but that will i mean i think that alex smith has already cemented his spot for comeback player of the year but either way uh yeah another like notable player is um teddy bridgewater teddy bridgewater he's uh uh yeah we know like from last season he turned around like helped the saints out he went five and with the saints while drew Brees is injured but then they cut him i'm kind of still surprised by that uh i think it was just a one-year contract and uh, he just wanted to explore free agency. Okay, yeah, but uh, so he's completely turned around the Panthers. I mean, last season they did not look good at all. I, I don't remember their exact record. I think it might have been along the lines of five and eleven. Yeah, somewhere around there.
0: I mean, I think it was like a six and ten, seven and nine type thing. Yeah, but, but this regardless, season... regardless, um, they had a little bit of hope with Kyle Allen, but I think it was definitely smart shipping him out and. Bringing in Teddy Bridgewater for sure. Mm-hmm. He's been making plays on the ground and through the air. I think he's like uh, top five in yards right now. Yeah, he's a great, he's a great quarterback, and his story is pretty good too. You know, yep. uh his first season he got a major head and neck injury. Yeah, came back from that, tore his ACL. I mean, there was probably thoughts that he'd never play in the uh, play it down in the NFL again. Now sure he didn't. You know, almost die from his injuries, but still, this is a great comeback story enough.
1: Yeah. But I still think that Alex Smith deserves it. For sure. Both players are great players, though. So, yeah, we talked about it earlier this episode and a lot this season. Offensive Rookie of the Year is Justin Herbert, without a doubt. He, yeah, he's looking like a veteran out there.
0: Oh, for sure. And
1: not to discredit Joe Burrow, because I know Joe Burrow isn't surrounded by as good of a team as uh, Herbert is. But Herbert's been really showing up, and... I like that comment about Joe Burrow. Uh Uh-huh. I like that because... I didn't
0: watch the Bengals game, but I saw some highlights. Yeah, and Joe Burrow really—he really seems to be letting that negative energy of the team losing. He really seems to let that set into his morale. He's not really looking pretty. Like he's not looking really confident out there. I think he looks. No, he He does.
1: And honestly, I don't blame him. The Bengals are a bad team.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, he's a step up. At the same time, the Chargers are also two and seven, and Justin Herbert still has his head up high and that's one thing i do like about him because mm-hmm. there was talks when he was entering the draft there were talks that he couldn't be a leader um i think they even said back in oregon that he did try to step up and take a leadership role and i think yeah. his coaches laughed at him honestly uh-huh, it's honestly sad it's really sad to think about but uh it's great to see him stepping up now uh yeah he's definitely my pick for rookie of the year he's a phenomenal quarterback so far and i think he can only get better from here to
1: be honest yeah, and, like, he has 17 passing touchdowns, only 5 interceptions, and... uh, Yeah, he's he's looking really good out there. So, Defensive Rookie of the Year, it's pretty obvious. There's, there hasn't no really raider. been a lot of uh, defensive players really standing out, but Chase Young is really... uh, He is, like, the only good part about that uh, football team defense besides uh, a few other players. Uh, I would say, the
0: yeah, a few other players, and I think a few other players would be that defensive line for sure. That's a monster D line, and if they could... Build the rest of the team. I think the, I think the football team has a great shot at being a good football team.
1: Yeah, give it a few, maybe one or two seasons, and they honestly, they're in the worst division of football. It's probably gonna stay like that for a while. If they could get a good quarterback. Yeah, they just need a good quarterback. Which honestly, I'm saying tank for Trevor. Do anything you can to get Trevor Lawrence. uh It's still very possible because, yeah, I don't know.
0: Just so he doesn't go to the Jets. <laughs>
1: but yeah they they have a lot of promise right now but chase young has been something else um i expected from the very like from the draft that he was gonna be the best player to come out of that defensive side of the draft and i'm still correct uh chase young leads all rookies in sacks and hurries plus is the highest graded rookie defender according to the pff and he's also been very effective against the run game he's been stopping that constantly yeah and that's honestly where he needs to be as well Mm -hmm. he's doing a great job and that's why he's defensive rookie of the year. This has been Jake and Benny's Backyard Football. Now, last week we said we have a lot of important updates for you guys, so let's get right into that. So I'm proud to announce that we have actually created a website and a Patreon. So you can find a website on any of our social medias. The links are on all of those. It's a little bit of a long link until we can get a domain name, but right now it's gonna have to do. You can find the Patreon at the bottom of the website. And we have uh, three different tiers available. So the first tier is $5. You get a shout out at the end of the episode. So basically, Your name will get shouted out. You could put any of your socials there as well. We'll shout out. And then for our second tier, you get the shout out, which is only... The second tier is $10. You get the shout out. And you get to play a Madden game with either of us, Xbox or PS4. Just uh, let us know. And then um, it has to be Madden 21, though. And then for the uh, $20 tier, you get the same thing. You get the Madden game. You get the shout out. And also you get to do a live calling. You'll be on the show. We'll... We'll arrange a call for you to do, and you'll get to do your own hot take on our show. Yeah, you'll be able to really discuss whatever you want with us, and yep, and we'll put it on the show. And yeah, it'll it'll be really fun to do. Just keep in mind this Patreon money is not going to our po- it's not going to go to our pockets; it's going to go right back to the podcast. That includes uh, paying for advertising, paying for new equipment, and just overall improving the podcast. So your money is going to go to the podcast, not us.
0: Yeah, and I also wanna I also wanna hit on that. Uh, We both really appreciate every single person who comes in and listens to us every week. Your support Mm -hmm. means the world to us. Yeah, we've been growing slowly but surely, and we appreciate all you guys. And like Jake said, uh, our website is going to be on our socials, and our socials are Jake and Benny's Backyard Football on Facebook, Jake and Benny FB on Twitter, and Backyard Football Podcast
1: on IG. This has been Jake and Benny's Backyard Football. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a great week.